and welcome to The Therapist Mindset. I'm your host, Jamie Boniudo, licensed professional counselor, licensed alcohol and drug counselor, registered yoga instructor, and Reiki master. The Therapist Mindset is an unscripted, unedited podcast because I believe that our mistakes are not failures, but lessons and possibly our greatest opportunities. The Therapist Mindset offers evidence-based therapies with a spiritual backbone because with mindfulness, we can grow and change. Let's dive into today's topic. It's all about the boundaries, baby. All about the boundaries. I was having lunch with my coworkers a few weeks ago, and some of my coworkers are beautifully obsessed with Peloton. And I think if I had a Peloton, I don't even know if I can say the name because it's a brand, but oh well. Um, if I had one, I may be obsessed with it too. I don't. I have a different brand, iFit, which maybe is the generic brand, but still wonderful. And I am kind of obsessed with that. I'm kind of obsessed. I'm kind of obsessed. Blah, blah. I can't even spit out the words because it's just so fun to be able to go to all these places on your treadmill or bike. Um, so anyway, my coworkers are obsessed with this coach that they follow on the bike. And this particular coach um, always says, if it's not a hell yeah, then it's a no or something along those lines. And I'm sure you've heard that line, that mantra or something similar. If it's not a hell yeah, then that's a no. But let's dive deep into what that means. It's all about boundaries and prioritizing your time. Our time is precious. We don't get that back. All we have is the here and the now. We don't get to jump ahead to tomorrow and we don't get a rewind and a do-over. So we have to prioritize our precious time. It's limited. We don't have this time forever. This very moment, these words that I'm speaking, I'm choosing to use my time to do this because I love it. I want to reach as many people as possible. I want to help as many people and be of service, but I don't get that back. So if it's not a hell yeah, and you're passionate about it, then think about saying no. And why do people say yes when they really want to say no? That's about the boundaries, baby. That is about the boundaries. Why do we say yes when we really want to say no? Boundaries, by definition, according to the Webster Dictionary, and I have to, again, credit someone special who inspired me to start looking in the dictionary for more things, but boundaries are a line that marks the limits of an area, a dividing line. Where do you draw the line on your time? Where do you draw the line with saying yes? Do you have a line that you've put in the sand in saying yes? Or are you just saying yes to everyone and everything and then wondering why you're disgruntled or irritable or depressed or anxious? Because you are not drawing the line that limits your personal time or space or energy. 
And you have to save some of that for you. We can't just give it all away and have nothing left for ourselves. There are a lot of misperceptions about boundaries. People think boundaries are rude. People think boundaries are aggressive, especially people who have become accustomed to you not saying no, have become accustomed to you not having any boundaries. They are going to push back or become offended when you now implement boundaries, and that's the expectation. But the fact is that boundaries are not rude. Boundaries are not all or nothing either. You can have boundaries in one area and loosen up on them in another area. You can have the ability to set great boundaries at work and maybe with friends, but have a more challenging time setting boundaries with an intimate partner or a family member. So boundaries protect us. They also protect the other person because there's a clear expectation. When we set a boundary, we are setting a clear expectation. There's no uncertainty about it. Neither person is confused about how you feel. They're not confused about the status of what's going on or how you feel about an issue. So boundaries set a clear expectation of what you expect, how you expect to be treated, what you expect is going on here about an issue, and they set a clear expectation that everybody understands. So they're beneficial to both you and the other party or people. Often when we feel mistreated or taken advantage of, we like to, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. So often I think that it's not intentional or malicious. Sometimes it is, but it simply could be, and oftentimes is the case that the person, the other person just didn't know because we didn't take the responsibility ourselves in setting a clear boundary. So if we're giving, giving, giving and always saying yes, and then we turn around and say we're so angry about this, the other person is confused because they didn't know that we wanted to say no. They didn't know that we were upset or felt taken advantage of. If we don't share our boundary, if we're not clear in our communication, we can't expect people to know. Now, once we're clear in our communication and once we've set that boundary and that person continues to push back or not abide by the boundary, that's a different story. That is somebody mistreating you or taking advantage But it's our responsibility to set those clear boundaries first, communicate clear boundaries so that we know whether this is a a misunderstanding or malicious behavior. So clear boundaries can help prevent misunderstandings and they make everyone feel more comfortable and safe. And that's important. Did you know there were several different types of boundaries? Oh, I'm going to tell you about them. We have physical boundaries, which is physical touch, um, the need and physical needs, like you need for sleep, food, personal space, and setting clear boundaries around your personal space. Like I don't, I prefer a handshake or not a hug, or setting personal boundaries around 
somebody being a close talker or setting personal boundaries about like needing to go to sleep. So a way to set or an example of how to set a healthy physical boundary would be something along the lines of, I don't like to be touched like that. Or please do not go in my bedroom without asking. Or I'm not a big hugger, let's shake hands. Or I need to go home, I'm tired. So those are sweet, short, and to the point. They are clear. When you say, I do not want to be touched like that, there's no room for misunderstanding. When you say, I need to go home, I am tired, there's no room for misunderstanding. You have communicated a clear boundary and there is no uncertainty or confusion about it. Emotional boundaries have to do with honoring your feelings and your energy, honoring how much time or how much you can take, how much you have how much energy and emotion you have to give another person. Some examples of setting emotional boundaries are something along the lines of, I really want to talk, but I just can't give you 100% of my attention right now. Can we talk later when I am able to give you 100% of my attention? And this happens a lot and leads to misunderstandings. In fact, I think it happened to me and a good friend of mine today. We were talking or texting, auto-recording, whatever you want to call it. It wasn't a face-to-face communication. That's the point. And she said something, I said something, and there was kind of this sense of misunderstanding. I don't know if that was, you know, if that's how she felt about it, but that's how I felt about it. But her response when I kind of was like, I'm not really sure what the what's going on here, what the confusion is, was that I probably should have waited before replying to you. So that's a perfect example of emotional honoring your energy, honoring and setting an emotional boundary. We feel so pressured to respond quickly to people, but there's no pressure. If we're in the middle of doing something, if we're busy at work multitasking, there's no pressure to either not respond at all or to say to the person, I'm going to respond to you after work or I'm going to respond to you tonight because I want to be able to give my complete attention to how I respond to you. And I just am not capable or able to do that right now. That's a fair and appropriate boundary. Some other examples of setting emotional boundaries might be, I feel like I'm shutting down. I can only continue to share my feelings with you if you respond respectfully. So for example, if you share your feelings with somebody and they're not validating your emotions or feelings, and we feel like we're shutting down, setting the boundary is, I want to continue to share with you, but if I don't feel respected, then I will not. Or something along the lines of, I'm sorry you're going through a hard time. Honestly, I'm also not in a great place, and I can't hand, I just can't handle this right now. Can we come back to this later when I can better support you? So really with boundaries, it's getting clear on where you are right now. What emotional place are you in right now? In order to be able to set that boundary with other people, you have to self-reflect and get clear on where you stand. 
Another type of boundary is on your time. Your time, like I said, is valuable. We don't get it back. Get clear on your priorities. And that's what my colleagues, you know, what they're talking about is if it's not a hell yeah, if it's not a woohoo, if I'm not excited about this, then it's not a priority to me. And I don't know, I may not want to spend my precious time on it. When we get clear on our priorities, on our what value, where our time is most valuable and what, how we want to use our time, then we have to really make sure that we say no when we want to say no. Because if we're over committing our time, then we're missing out on spending our time with the people and doing the things and going to the places that are really valuable to us, that are a hell yeah. We're giving up the hell yeahs for stuff that you don't want to do anyway. It just seems silly. Talk, you know, when we're talking about it, it seems silly, but at the same time, it is so hard for people to say no. So some examples of how you could set an appropriate boundary with your time is, you know, you could even ask the person, do you have time for me to call you today? Or you can compromise and say, I can stay for an hour, but then I'm going to have to leave because I have to use this time to do something else. Or I can only stay for an hour and that that's it. That's a complete sentence. Or I would like to attend, but I'm just spread really thin this weekend and it's not going to be able to, I'm not going to be able to do it. Or I would love to help you, but today doesn't work for me. You know, I have some extra time on Sunday. Does that work for you? So again, setting the boundary and if it's a boundary on your time, then you could kind of come up with a compromise or another solution. All right, what about intellectual boundaries? What are these? We don't talk about intellectual boundaries a lot, but that's boundaries around your thoughts and ideas, such as, um, for example, I can respect that we have differing opinions and values, but can we agree to disagree? Because you want to have communication where you feel heard, understood, and respected, even if there's a difference in opinion or a disagreement. And then material boundaries, lastly. And that's material items, possessions, things that belong to you. For example, someone wanting to borrow your car. I had a person in my life who was so mad at me that I would not let them take and borrow my car. Now, mind you, this was after they already made poor choices with the car that I did lend to them. And then I had a different car and I said, no, I'm not comfortable with you borrowing my car. And the person didn't want to hear that, but that's on them. The boundary is clear and to the point. I don't feel comfortable lending you my car or I don't feel comfortable lending you $100 or whatever it is, but it's clear and there's no misunderstanding. And guess what? You don't have to explain it any further. If they're going to be mad because you're honest with them, I don't feel comfortable lending you X, Y, or Z, then that's on them. And people being mad about it really is a manipulative tactic to get you to get rid of your boundary. 
if if they feel like they can get mad and you're going to feel bad or guilty that they're mad, then you might say, oh, okay, here's the keys or here's the money or, you know, go back on the boundary that you set. If it's somebody that you do feel comfortable with, but you want to set some boundaries around possessions, you can say something along the lines of a compromise. I'm happy to lend you this these shoes, but I need them back by next weekend. So setting a time limit, a boundary around how much time they will have with your belonging, with your possessions. So like I said before, we might be able to set good boundaries in some areas and be challenged in setting boundaries with other people or in other areas. So for example, many people, myself included, can set great boundaries at work or with family members, but have a difficult time um, or have had a difficult time setting boundaries with an intimate partner. So that's a perfectly appropriate, it's common, so don't be surprised or really beat yourself up if there's just like one specific person or a couple specific people that you feel challenged in setting your boundaries with. That's a clue to look inward, to self-reflect and to say, what does this person trigger in me that I'm feeling challenged or hesitant or nervous around setting a boundary with them. Here are some steps to help. One, get clear on your values. Get clear on who you are and where your values are. Because that's how, if we don't know where values are, if we don't know what our value system is, then we don't know what boundaries to set. So boundaries come from our values. Secondly, We can't change other people, so we have to be the ones who change. We have to change how we deal with people. We can set a boundary, but we have no control over what that person does with that boundary. So, for example, the car that I spoke about before. I set an appropriate boundary, a clear boundary, an appropriate boundary, but I have no control whether that other person abides by that boundary, lashes out against that boundary, throws a tantrum about that boundary. That's on that person. I only have control over my end of it. And we can continue to respond based on how that person responds. So if that person doesn't respect your boundary, then you might have to make the choice and ask yourself, do I really want this person in my life or not? And then decide how you will respond to someone who continues to violate your boundaries because there will always be a person here or there who wants to continue to take advantage of you or was benefiting from your lack of boundaries and doesn't really want to to have this change. So you have to decide if this person continues to disrespect my boundaries, violate my boundaries, not understand where I'm coming from, then I have to decide maybe this person isn't someone who's in my best interest to have in my life. And that is a hard decision to make. It's not an easy decision. It's a hard decision, but one that is worth exploring based on what what goes on when you set a boundary. All right, my friends. 
my friend and supervisor got me a new deck of cards. I'm so excited about it. They are manifest cards. So I don't know that they have anything to do with boundaries, but the DBT, Dialectical Behavior Deck, does. So we're going to first pull from the manifesting deck and see what we, what is, what is in the best interest of the collective to manifest that might, just might, help us beef up our boundaries. And then we'll go to the DBT deck. All right, all right, all right. So let's see. And thank you, thank you, Dr. Wright. All right. Manifesting cards. What does the collective need to know? Or what would the collective benefit in manifesting? How can the collective beef up their boundaries in manifesting? All right. I attract loving people into my life. So this actually does have a lot to do with boundaries. I attract loving people into my life. So I'm going to tell you how it has to do with boundaries. When we attract people and people who violate our boundaries, that is a clue that we need to self-reflect. We need to look inward to see what is this person triggering in us? What likely does our inner child need because the person who violates your boundaries is triggering something in you inner child healing that needs to be done so when we beef up our boundaries we will begin to attract loving people who respect and honor our boundaries so this is manifesting i attract loving people into my life use it as a mantra Let's pull one more. I attract loving people into my life. Oh, and before I forget, I do have a boundaries for breath work on this podcast. I recorded it a few weeks ago before I went to Sedona on my solo healing, spiritual hiking vacation. Breath work for boundaries. Check it out. I give my power to my present and not my past. I love that. That's a great mantra. I give my power to my present, not my past. Like I said, we can't rewind and do a do-over. So it doesn't make good use of our time or energy to stay there. Focus on the present. All right. DBT is dialectical behavior therapy. Follow me on TikTok. DBT is an evidence-based curriculum. The Therapist Mindset on TikTok. DBT is a... I cracked myself up. DBT is a evidence-based curriculum uh, by Marsha Linehan. It is dialectical behavior therapy and talks a lot about boundaries. So we pulled from the DBT skills deck, ground yourself. Grounding is a great way to get clear on your values and boundaries. Grounding is something I prefer to do in nature, Get outside, put your feet in the grass, like literally plant your bare feet on the earth. But if you can't do that, just go for a walk, any sunshine, natural light outside, sit in front of a tree for two minutes, take a few deep breaths, anything outside can ground you. 
physical grounding you can do not outside you can do it anywhere if you're feeling anxious at work if you're having trouble setting boundaries with a colleague for example sit in your chair touch the chair describe it what does it feel like what does it look like what does it smell like is it smooth is it rough is there a rip in it but ground yourself physical grounding all right, we're going to pull one more DBT card. One more DBT card. Let's see. And remember, DBT is Dialectical Behavior Therapy, an evidence-based curriculum by Marsha Linehan. All right. Make gradual changes. So I spoke about this um, earlier with somebody else today. Make gradual changes. If you know you have to beef up your boundaries, but there's a intimate partner or family member who you've always been challenged with setting boundaries with, practice on someone else. You don't have to go for the, the king boundary all overnight, all at one time. Practice with other people. Practice role-playing with people you feel safe with or with your therapist. Write down boundaries that you might want to say and practice saying them. Practice setting boundaries with people who aren't, you know, the one, the, the one person in your life that you have a challenging time with. Practice setting boundaries on a smaller scale with other people you feel safe with, or with people you even don't, you know, don't know that well. But um, for example, you might set a boundary with someone else in your family around the laundry. You might say, I totally don't mind doing our laundry together, but it would be really helpful if you put the clothes in the basket. So that might be a boundary you set with a child or a different family member that you feel safe in, in saying that to. So make gradual changes. Um, I'm going to read the card to you. Changes are more often gradual than dynamic. What behavior would other people notice? You what behavior would other people notice you doing if your problem were less severe or even resolved? Start practicing these behaviors to kickstart the process. Example: going for a daily walk, initiating conversation or setting boundaries reaching out to friends or family. So talking to people about boundaries that you want to set, talking to people about boundaries you're nervous about setting, just start the conversation. People might offer helpful suggestions or people might be more compassionate and understanding than you might think. All right, you guys, I love you. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for showing up for yourself. Follow me on TikTok, The Therapist Mindset. Email me with questions or topic ideas that you want to hear, thetherapistmindset at gmail.com. Till next time.